So today I wanted to talk about the five, the five main rules that I have that has helped me navigate my life with Tourette syndrome. But before we get into that, how are you doing today, Brandon? I'm pretty good. Um, able to stay out of the heat, luckily. Um, so that's good. How about you? <laughs> good. Do you find the heat makes your Tourette's worse? I don't know that it makes it worse, but I do find it uh, sometimes very irritating if I get too hot. Like it's it's just uh, mm-hmm. I just don't like to I sweat. Find that, uh, and and yeah. if I drip sweat or something, it's like it it really annoys me. Yeah. Luckily, I don't get annoyed with that because I drip sweat all day long. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, uh, um, I find that Tourette's my Tourette's gets more agitated when it's hot hmm. like not not an unnoticeable amount like i this tick that i talked about before where i move my arm yeah that tick comes out almost always in the summer because i'm like trying to get looser and warmer or cooler you know right that makes sense yeah yeah for me it's actually um in like really cold is when mine gets worse hmm. uh i do different things with uh like really tensing up my my shoulders and my neck and, and really it like, and it hurts actually. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I mean, it would make sense if your body was trying to move more, but anyway, so I want to, I'll dive into the first rule. How about that? Yeah. Perfect. So the first rule that I wrote down was to establish a routine. Mm-hmm. And if you can't establish a routine, like if your life doesn't allow you to establish a routine, then establish some sort of routine in in the chaos that you're experiencing so let me give you an example Mm -hmm. so establishing a routine if you have a life that is predictable like you wake up you can wake up at kind of the same time every day so you you work a normal job or you go to school eight to four and you have a a regular routine then so you know this is very important if you're a parent listening to this or you're a kid listening to this or somebody with Tourette's if you know your routine, then you can establish a routine amongst that. So you can wake up at the same time every day. You can eat the same thing for breakfast. You can, you know, everything from getting your clothes ready the night before and just establishing, you know, relative order in your life generally alleviates anxiety. And I find that really positively benefits me because I find that Tourette's and anxiety kind of they parallel, you know, if my anxiety is worse, my Tourette's is definitely 100%. worse and Tourette's, Tourette's being worse makes my anxiety worse. Right. Yeah. And, and it seems like, uh, just following that logic, um, uh, being able to have everything set out for the next day, knowing what you're going to do. Um, even if it's something like knowing what you are expecting at work the next day, um, with your right. calendar, with your meetings, whatever, but, um, you know, or what, you know, what to do at school, what you're doing at school tomorrow. Um, you yeah. can sleep easier and sleeping yeah. easier means that the next day is going to be better. Yeah. Just and, and so establishing that routine, like it can't be understated really. Cause it's not just, it's not just aiming at the anxiety piece. Like if you know, um, that you get up at a certain time and then you go to school and then you come home and then you have little rituals, you know, maybe you're not comfortable taking all day. And that's fine. So when you come home, you go to your room or you go to your office or you go to your basement and you tick a lot and you do something enjoyable while you tick and you don't shame yourself for, for doing that. You think, okay, you know what? I, I'm ticking. This is what I'm doing and it's okay. And I understand that, you know, you forgive yourself for ticking because I think there's a lot of resentment that gets built up towards the, the individual towards themselves mm-hmm. when, you're uncertain with your Tourette's. So you're not familiar with your Tourette's and you haven't fully accepted it yet. So establishing some sort of routine that encompasses self-care, healthy, you know, thinking where you're thinking constructively and objectively and not being too self-critical. Mm-hmm. And then there's a piece where it's creating almost like establishing the the, the yin and yang side where if, if your life is very chaotic, so I'll use my own example. I had, you know, uh, 
most of my adult life has been night shifts and then also on call. So I might get a call at three in the morning and have to go somewhere or I might, you know, work from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and then get up and then get a call three hours after and get kind of crappy sleep. But so it's establishing routine amongst that. So if you have a life that's rather unpredictable and you can't establish a routine, then this the first part of this rule doesn't really apply to you, right? Because what we said, like if you know what you're doing the next day and then what if someone just stops you there like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing the next day. Yeah. Right? My job is entirely unpredictable. I don't know what time I'm going to go to work. I don't know what time I'm going to get home. So you need to be able to establish little micro habits and, you know, for me, I'm thinking back to when I was younger and I didn't know what my day was going like, to look like the next day because my Tourette's was so brutal when I was an early teen that I would wake up one day and tick 20,000 times and the next day tick 100 times. Mm -hmm. And that meant I couldn't go to school the day that I ticked 20,000 times. And so I didn't have that routine, but I did have little tiny routines that helped me manage. Like I was very reflective and I noticed purposely and consciously when my Tourette's was bad. And throughout my life, I've developed more of those routines. Right. That helps tremendously, right? When you're just to alleviate anxiety and to alleviate, well, Tourette symptoms. Yeah. Being aware of it uh, certainly can help because, um, yeah, then you can, <laughs> You can, I guess, control it, control it easier. Yeah. You can maybe, you know, if yeah. you have to go step outside of a room or, and just get it all out. Um, yeah. If, if you're aware of it, if you like actually are noticing increases yeah. throughout certain times of the day or. And it's not just like being agitated that you're ticking because that's not going to no. solve anything. It's like just noticing it's, the you're ticking. Yeah. yeah. Just, just noticing, like letting it float by. And, and be like, okay, that, you know, I, I take that made sense. You know, I was feeling really anxious or I was about to give a presentation. Yeah. Or, or if, um, at certain times of the day you find that it's worse, you know what I mean? Like maybe before, uh, lunchtime it's worse because you're hungrier and, right. and yeah. that's, you know, so you maybe try to establish totally. a snack time in between yeah. breakfast and lunch or, um, you know, at the end of the day, cause you're, cause you're more exhausted, it's happening. You know what I mean? Maybe, um, just be, a, yeah, be aware 100%. of all that stuff, right? Because it's, it, you yeah. can make little tweaks in between that. that I could, was about to say that that could help. I was about yeah. to say that, that I was going to piggyback cause you kind of just made me realize something, but in your routine, you can make these little micro adjustments and then you kind of give yourself some control mm -hmm. and then you feel like you're, you're actually you have a little bit more control over your ticks now that you can adjust your routine and notice that some things make it better. So this routine kind of gets me into rule number two, which is, I would say paying religious attention to your health triangle. We all know what the health triangle is, right? It's made up of three equal parts, physical exercise, diet, sleep. That's, the health, the health triangle. Mm -hmm. So you absolutely need, as a person with Tourette's, you need a physical outlet. I would say if you're going to go about trying to deal with your Tourette's in any effective way, having an outlet for your physical energy that you likely have an abundance of is only going to benefit your Tourette's. So my experience with it, I played sports a lot growing up and it was pretty much a one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. Whenever my physical activity was high, my Tourette's was at least a little bit better. It, it was, you know, maybe got the, the edge off of my ticks or allowed me to forget about the ticks for a little while. What about you? What's yeah, your no, I definitely agree. Um, I, I do remember though, when I was in sports, uh, specifically hockey, when I played, um, like it was a pretty good level of hockey, but I noticed, I wouldn't, I wouldn't notice my ticks. Um, but like, because I was, it did, I did feel relief, but, um, I actually developed like different ticks 
um, because yep. of the hockey. Like, uh, if I had a tick where I shook the hockey, exactly, back and exactly. Forth. Or like I would always with the, with the face mask, the the cage. Yeah, I would always move yeah. my face like that so that it would move. Yeah, um, you know, different different things like that mm-hmm. with my gloves. I would really like always yeah. roll my wrist. So there were like, I even had one where I slapped my stick, especially hard on the ground. Right, There are different things. Um, and yeah, and I still do those today yeah. when I, when I play hockey, but I, I agree that the, because I think that with the physical activity, um, even if, even if you are doing something like that during a game, uh, no one, no one's going to notice. No one else is going to notice. Right. Um, and yeah. the, when you're actually in the, in the game playing, that, you have it, that doesn't happen. It, like that would only yeah. happen when I'm sitting on the bench waiting or in between whistles yeah. or whatever. And then after yeah. the game, like because of the you know the uh, the benefits of the physical activity, like through your body, right. just um, relieves all of the ticks. I find like after the game, like after my exercise, is when I feel best. Um, yeah. In terms of like, yeah, you're always t- like whenever it seems like whenever I text you, it's like, hey man, sorry, I'm working out. It's just, the, just always it's working. The out. best feeling <laughs> to to just even if it's a just a run or you know whatever you're doing, yeah. lifting weights, but it's after that, uh, I, I yeah, I feel the best. Yeah. then. it's it, well, I mean, you can. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it's just it's it's like a it it just prolongs the time in between like outbursts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you are, yeah. you know. If you do notice that it, in between lunch and dinner, you're feeling that, then like maybe that's when you should work out, and then you won't have. I've that. always felt like my Tourette's physically expresses itself if I'm not being active enough. Like I, my Tourette's gets really, really bad, and then, I mean, this is obviously not the case for everybody, and probably not even the case scientifically. But I, I can pretty much directly relate Tourette's and physical activity. If I'm underactive, mm-hmm. my Tourette's gets worse. And if I'm, if I'm, if I'm active every day, I notice that my Tourette's is better. I'm sure, and, like it's, I, it's, and I bet that that also has to do with, like, with a whole bunch of different, uh, totally. know, reasons, like even just exercising, you know, reducing your stress, uh, you know, anxiety, yeah. but then also, um, you know, maybe you're, like you said, expelling all your extra physical energy, um, nothing's like built up and also just, your body's uh i don't know i'm sure that there's something with with the chemicals well, yeah, the endorphins you, you, that are released yeah. like this just helps your brain could work the better same things you know? that the same things that those medications try and provoke like the happiness mm. and, and the the relaxing effects the same things occur from from physical exercise yeah. so establishing some form of physical training regimen doesn't matter if you're eight or 80 yeah is going to help you tremendously with your Tourette. so if, if you're a if you're a kid, you don't have to go and and lift weights. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, it. You know, sometimes team sports can bring anxiety. That was definitely the case for me. You brought up a good point. I'm not saying that I didn't twitch when I played hockey because I twitched, maybe sometimes even more, mm-hmm. or ticked sometimes even more during hockey because you have all this gear on, or football. But yeah. I I definitely noticed that when after the game like you're talking about after the game mm-hmm. and and the, the next morning when when i'm a little bit sore you feel well yeah you feel less physically anxious so that that's for that that's the and, first piece and, of the yeah i just wanted to add to that um because yeah there is maybe a an anxiety um heightened anxiety with team sport uh it doesn't have to yeah. be it can be you know be alone you can go for a walk outside you know on a trail by yeah. yourself for 20 minutes and that'll yeah. just help with uh you know it'll get your heart rate up a little bit but it'll also just help you relax and just yeah it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing i don't i in my opinion um anything yeah that's just getting your mind off of. i would just say you know break a sweat break yeah. a sweat in some form like go yeah going for a walk on a trail or a hike mm-hmm. or a run or lift some weights do some yoga it's gonna help yeah i agree the next piece which is diet so 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 much of this is just gonna correlate with general like anxiety and stress relief which is by proxy relieving your Tourette's if you relieve stress and anxiety you're gonna help your Tourette's Mm -hmm. so diet that's pretty self-explanatory like i've said before on, on these podcasts if you eat like an absolute train wreck or drink way too much 
or or do anything like that, you're gonna feel it in your Tourette's. Yeah. If if you're eating a ton of sugar all the time, you're gonna feel it in your Tourette's from the you know whether it's the the glucose spikes or your blood sugar levels are going up and down, and then you're tired, and then you have a ton of energy, you're, you're gonna feel it. Yeah, and that was actually one one thing that uh, I was told by the doctor that diagnosed me was really just, I mean, in terms of managing it, that's all she could say was just make sure that you have, uh, you know, enough snacks throughout the day, just constantly be eating something healthy, like, you know, nuts or whatever, like just, uh, don't let yourself get too hungry. Um, and make sure that what you're, what you are doing, if you're, if you're going to, you know, yeah, have, have uh, alcohol or, or something like that. Just make sure that it's really in moderation or else you'll see, yeah. you'll see a direct correlation there too. Yeah. Just because of the nature yeah. of it. Right. It's just, it, it'll make you depressed, which causes anxiety yeah. and makes it worse. Like it's all connected. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, the, when I'm hung over, I tick worse. Yeah. And, or if you're, you know, eating, <sighs> eating, crap and and i mean if you're hungover you're probably not going to get the exercise that you should be getting and you're not going to be getting the sleep that you should be getting you're Mm -hmm. probably going to be eating bad food um and it's kind of all all connected obviously you're going to drink and obviously you're going to eat bad food but doing those things in a healthy manner like you would if you're treating your body respectively anyway Mm -hmm. is going to be conducive to having more control over your threats like I can definitely, when I have a sugar high, if I'm eating a ton of cake for some reason, like <laughs> just, it's somebody's yeah, birthday, you get a ton I'm of just cake. Eat, eating a ton of cake, <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? Just like yeah. cheesecake. Is, I'm thinking the most sugary thing you could possibly eat. Yeah. It's like some some bomb, some atom bomb mm-hmm. of sugar mm-hmm. goes off in my body. I definitely take more. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's like... <laughs> uh like any kid you know what i mean like a sugar high just bouncing off the walls it's you know it's the same thing it's like yeah i think with anybody you know excess excessive amount of sugar will will cause some sort of effect in their body like not being able to sleep or make them give them a headache or something right so so the last thing i have here is sleep yeah and I mean, it goes without saying, right? Yeah. It goes without saying that sleep, sleeping, you know, however much is the right amount for you. They say that some people sleep five hours and they're fine. I'm more of an eight hour kind of guy if I can get it. Yeah. And if I can sleep eight hours, I know my Tourette's is going to be at least better than if it was six hours or five hours or four hours. Right. So for me, when I go, when I work night shifts, I feel like my Tourette's is definitely worse. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Like I could see that. Like if I stay up too late, it's the same. Um, but I, I actually have like, I guess, I don't know if it would be part of my Tourette's or if it would be an associative condition or something. Um, but I actually have like really bad sleep problems where, you know, my wife will be like telling me that I all night just in my sleep just rolled around like, flopping and turning and like viciously rolling around and i don't really notice it but um really but she she says it's pretty bad so i imagine that that affects my quality of sleep um if even if i try to get uh, a good night's sleep my sleep probably isn't actually that great and i know when i was growing up i don't know if this is related at all either but i would sleepwalk a lot really and when i was a kid so probably around the same time that my that my wow. Tourette's came on it was probably like, you know around there wow. like I wonder if you ticked when you were sleepwalking I have no idea I don't know if and I don't even know if sleepwalking like had anything to do with the Tourette's or if it was totally different <laughs> I don't I don't think so I've never heard of I that don't know. before I don't know but sleep maybe sleep Brandon just didn't uh, have Tourette's yeah <laughs> but sleep, yeah sleeping sleeping is not really my uh, I'm not good with my sleep wow yeah I can't so you so you got to lock in the other two even better then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I I can, I've learned to really just function off of, you know, if I get six hours of sleep, I'm I'm good. Yeah. If I'm if I feel a little bit tired, like, yeah, you just gotta I just push through and make sure you know maybe I'll yeah. move my workout earlier and then that gives me a lot of energy for the day. Yeah. Do you uh, 
Do you drink caffeine or coffee? I do, yeah. I, lo- I do. I love coffee. Yeah, I drink a lot of coffee, but I find excess of caffeine. If I go more than two or three cups a day, um, I notice it. Yeah. No, I, I, I'll go... Yeah, maybe maybe three cups max a day, you know, like one right in the morning, yeah. one when I get to work in the morning, and then one in the late afternoon if I'm if I'm feeling yeah. lousy or like you know yeah. dragging. But I definitely notice. I don't always pick up on it that day, but I noticed if I have a couple days in a row, it's usually like I'm working a night shift and I drink two coffees on the night shift, and then when I wake up from my sleep at one p.m. or whatever it is mm-hmm. after my night shift. I'll have another coffee and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all that, and that's like also just goes along with being in tune, um, with your body and your Tourette's. Like if, if you notice that, uh, you know, that you're having a really hard time and you kind of, maybe you could cut out coffee, you know, for a couple of days and see how that affects you. And if it's not the coffee, then, you know, then you could add the coffee back and cut out something else and kind of by, or just drink like process of elimination and until you can see, what what um what makes it worse and what doesn't and then you can kind of yeah. tweak those things and and take it like you know be like okay uh i know that alcohol really makes it worse um but i'm gonna risk that you know today and and have this beer or something and yeah. but you just know that that's what you're it's like what you're gonna have to pay for. you're yeah. gonna have to pay for it yeah and anticipate yeah. it uh one more piece kind of tying into that would be Jill did mention in to me before, I'm not sure if she mentioned it on the podcast or not, but Jill Bobula, for those who don't know, former president of the Ottawa chapter, and uh, she knows everything about Tourette's as far as I'm concerned. And she has some experience with altering some people's diet and ha- it having a positive impact on their Tourette's in that altering things like your lactose consumption, mm or your gluten consumption. And she said that it's provable scientifically to, so that might be something that people can explore as well. Right. Personally, I've never explored it, but that might be something that people can dive into. Right. Yeah. That, that's a good point too. Like, uh, we're talking about, you know, mostly sugar and caffeine and like the, the, basically the things that, um, uh, everybody should have in moderation. Exactly. But, exactly. but if it's, yeah, if it's something like, uh, you know, a gluten intolerance or, or lactose intolerance that you wouldn't really know about unless you cut it out or got, went to your doctor and found out about it. Um, those things, yeah, you definitely want to experiment with that too. I, and I haven't because like, I think at my, my stage in my life, um, like doing all these, all these other things that we've been talking about, I can I can already manage mine pretty pretty good. I don't yeah. think that I would need to do something like that. Yeah. But no harm in, in trying something like that. You know, trying some sort of elimination, seeing if it positively benefits you. You know, mm-hmm. which kind of ties us well into the next rule, which is simply stated, reflection. So this can be in the form. Of, well, reflection takes its place in in usually thinking about something, writing about something. Or, or talking about something with somebody you're close to. And when you're talking to somebody that you're close to and you're reflecting genuinely about your Tourette's, so whether it's your mom or your dad or your brother or your best friend. Spouse. But having somebody, spouse, having somebody you know who you can trust. Co-host on the podcast. And talk to. Co-host on a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, having, having somebody you can talk to talk to about your Tourette's and and the way that you think the way that I reflect personally is through talking mm-hmm. like I I rely on on my my fiance island or my family there's also you the know, support you, group meetings Jill. um if you yeah. wanted to go to a support and, group meeting you could always do that yeah but day-to-day mm-hmm. those aren't available right so like day-to-day when I'm when I'm just living and I'm not attending a support group meeting or I'm not hosting a podcast or whatever and I'm looking for someone to bounce something off of, or hey, I noticed this about my Tourette's. But this was very applicable to me when I was younger. I had a really good friend growing up who I was able, he was the only person in my friend group who really knew that I had Tourette's. Mm-hmm. And I was able to talk to him about it. And this saved me so much stress and anxiety because just having someone to talk to and bounce ideas off of just helped tremendously. You know, yeah. other people do writing. 
like journaling. And uh, I'm sure that's very beneficial for the right person. Yeah. Um, but... So if you don't mind me just cutting in right here. Um, oh, so a couple things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like if I think that, you know, because a lot of people might not feel comfortable as we've talked about before with their Tourette's and they don't want to share it openly with everyone. That's fine. But it does wonders if you can at least just share it with one, one person and you can kind yeah. of like confide in them uh, if you're having a bad day, because I find, you know, a lot of the times when I am taught, if I talk about it, it's because I just noticed like I just had a really bad day with it and I just wanted to talk. Yeah. I just want to talk about it. You know what I mean? And just to, yeah, just because I'm, pissed about it to be honest yeah um but but i also going back to your triangle uh your last uh rule yeah there's always uh meditation as well like that you can do and just really try to meditate um yeah in a a structured way that's something that you're more into right well yeah i mean i like to i like to do that um just to clear my head so what do you do well there's different apps that you can use right um yeah. like head headspace, headspace and stuff like that yeah and, and just uh like honestly just sitting having like a bath and just close like putting on a podcast like uh, uh uh and yeah a podcast like that or an app and just like taking yeah. five minutes and and clearing your head can it's a it, short bath can, yeah but it can do wonders for <laughs> uh for like your stress levels and oh yeah and you just feel yeah. really yeah. refreshed after I guess, I guess what it is, it's like finding, finding a way to be self-reflective and whether that is through somebody else or thinking or journaling or meditating, exactly finding a way to reflect on what made it worse, what made it better, what you liked, what you didn't like and what you noticed is, is just, yeah. What do they say? They say, Um, get it out, get it out and, and then leave it out. Like just, you know, write down how you're feeling, talk about how you're feeling, say it, talk about it. Yeah, you know, record it into a microphone, whatever, and then that's and yeah. then leave it, and then you know, go on and yeah, just leave it. Yeah, behind. and it's not it's not just for for getting stuff out to it. Also, this can help you reflect on your routine, and it can help you reflect on the health triangle and what like it, it pertains to to the the two aforementioned rules mm-hmm. and the two that I'm going to share after this. Like, you can reflect and tune your routine and reflect and tune your physical training and yeah and for sure like writing just, down all of yeah. that stuff could be great right like could um, be great you, yeah just like uh a, a little journal and just kind of write down um your routine like what time you did different things at and then you know write down if you had a good day or a bad day if you had a bad day go back through all of those things that you did and just look and say how is this different than the other days like what did i do um, what did I eat? What did I, you know, what did I do that yeah. might have triggered something? Um, and yeah. that, you know, pro, that could just help with narrowing things down if, if that's how you're feeling about it. And this is going to sound cheesy, but like what you just said too, when you're reflecting about your Tourette's or you're venting to somebody and you're pissed or, or whatever, it is so important no one else is going to, well, this may not be true, but no one else is going to be kind to you about your Tourette's or you're not going to allow people to be kind to you about your Tourette's if you're not kind to yourself about it. Like you, you can't sit there and beat yourself up about having Tourette's. I did this all the time when I was, when I was much younger, I was like, why can't I just stop? Why can't like, why is me? Why, why do I have to do this with my face? And, mm-hmm. and, when you just kind of, it's, you know, it, it does sound cheesy, but when you're kind to yourself and you actually allow yourself to, to twitch and, and not beat yourself up about it, which you absolutely should not do. It's, it, it's really helpful. You know, if you can be your own friend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, if you're having a bad day, you can, you can just say, you know, I'm uh, today wasn't a good day. Like this is what I was doing. Um, and this is why it bugs me so much, or this is why it annoys me so much because, you know, for different and just realize why it actually is bothering you more than any other day. Um, you know, it could be like, uh, today was a bad day, but it was because, you know, I, I yelled out a word 
in a meeting at work and it embarrassed me. And then for the rest of the day, I was stressed. So I ticked the whole day when yeah. usually I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Right. Like something like that. Yeah. Those things, those yeah. days can happen. And, um, yeah. And forgiving yourself for it. Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta forgive yourself and, um, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. So just, yeah, maybe forgiving is the wrong word. Maybe I put that because you're not, you didn't do something wrong, but I guess just allow yourself to realize that you didn't do anything wrong. Right? Yeah. Just speak to, just yeah. come to terms with it and, um, yeah. And realize, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> there's this, uh, this trick that I used to do, um, with public speaking and like reading out loud and stuff in elementary school and high school. Yeah. And I don't remember who told me, but it was really like when I remember when I was in high school and someone was doing a presentation, um, I did not pay attention to their presentation. I was just doing my own <laughs> shit, right? Like probably 99% yeah. of the people in the class. <laughs> but then when, you know, but then when yeah. you get up there, you feel like all, yeah, all eyes are on you, but no one <laughs> cares. No one's paying attention to you. Yeah. Right, they are all doing yeah. their own thing, and that's that, unless someone bought a ticket to your show. Yeah, and they don't care. and I mean, at that point, if someone's buying a ticket to your show, then you've already you've already made it. So who cares? You, but, yeah, you've owned your. Trust. But I mean, it's like just because you think that because you're twi- uh, ticking a lot, you think that everybody in the room is looking at you. Chances are, it's not the case, and most likely, yeah. you know, they have to look at you and focus on you for enough time to like pick up on it like i don't know it, yeah. it's just it's i think it's it's in your own head a lot more than um than what it is to other people like we totally. probably think it matters more than other people care if that yeah. makes sense and totally the next part the next rule i have is own your Tourette syndrome so the way that I kind of broke it down in the best way to do it, in my opinion, is first you have to own it in your own mind. So you can't shy away from it anymore. You have to think about it and, and realize that it's a part of you. I love the way Kevin talked about it when he talked on the podcast. He, what did he say? I drive a car, I brush my teeth, I have Tourette's or something like that. Right. So, so it's just a part of him. It's what he does. It's his thing. It's all good everything's fine. Like it's, it's not going to be some crazy big grand thing. And if you can get on that level with yourself and then after you're on that level with yourself, get on that level with other people to the point where you, it's, you can say it like that and it's no biggie. It's just dirt off your shoulders. I mean, uh, I want, uh, I want to say something. I don't know if it'll be offensive to anybody though. So if it is just, um, send us an email, but it's just like being vegan or doing CrossFit, right? Just tell, just tell everybody about it. Just right. tell everybody. <laughs> as soon as you meet them. Oh, man. What if you're both? What if you're all three? Well, what you, if you're a vegan CrossFitter that has Then you've got a really good icebreaker, I guess. Yeah, you got the most, mm-hmm. the biggest icebreaker. That's funny. Totally true, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, maybe maybe don't be as annoying yeah, as no. someone in those groups can be about it but but be again if if you're vegan joke. or do crossfit um that was just a joke <laughs> so but don't tell everybody about yeah. it yeah exactly um <laughs> for for Tourette's, you know you don't have to make it a speech the way i say it you know if i'm if i'm about to go to an interview or, or uh if i meet somebody you know, like i'll usually let i'll take a couple times mm-hmm. and i'll try and you know, gauge if they looked at me while I ticked. And if they did, I'll use that as a good time. Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, I have Tourette's syndrome. And you know, sometimes I take my face or grimace and I'll do the tick while I'm giving my explanation mm-hmm. and they'll say, but it's no big deal. It's just kind of what it is. And, and, uh, yeah, we hopefully we can just move past that. And then they're like, Oh, okay. And, and that's it. Yeah. So you know. I find it almost, um, honestly, like sometimes I'll, I'll do that. You know, I'll have a, I'll have a tick and in the middle of a conversation yeah. with someone who doesn't know me, let's say hypothetically, it's a colleague, right? Um, if I say yeah. something like, Oh my, you know, my, my Tourette's is uh, bad today or, or something like that. Like almost yeah. like people don't take you seriously. And yeah, they're like, la- yeah, they'll like laugh yeah. about it. Like that yeah. they're making a Tourette's joke. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah no, like, like, no, it, it actually is. Not like, a Tourette's joke. I'm not, I have Tourette's. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> So I find that it's I, funny that you have that. experience. Yeah, I, I've had that experience a lot. Like it's, um, 
I almost had to change the way that I approach it because people just would think I'm joking. Yeah. 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 Cause you kind of like, no, 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 seriously, I have to write. Yeah. Like it's not, a, it's not a joke. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I guess that's all in the part of finding out how you deliver it. Right. So the next, the next kind of piece to that ownership is, is become your own advocate. So in your life, if there are people or things that are getting in or roadblocks being put in front of you because you have Tourette's or so this is where it's going to get tricky because not everyone's going to want to make a freaking podcast about Tourette's and I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. I'm saying if there are things being put in your way or things that are preventing you from doing what you want because of your Tourette's whether it's a family member or a friend or a coworker or a boss come at that situation you know armed with knowledge and calm and resolute about your situation. So here's the deal. Here's why I'm ticking or here's why I'm grunting. Mm-hmm. Here's why I'm swearing all the time. I have Tourette syndrome. It has all these symptoms. These are my symptoms. Here's what I do about it. Here's what I, you know, an example of this was when I was in the military. Okay. And I was going through basic training and in basic training, they like to pick on you for things. Sure which is fine, obviously. And the instructor kept asking if I was on drugs. Like every time I would tick, he's like, so Garrick, are you on drugs? Right. And stuff like that. I mean, it's probably a little more vulgar than what I just said, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that that's what, what I, and eventually I pulled my instructor aside and I said, hey, I have no problem with you picking on me. It's kind of funny. But just to let you know, I have Tourette's, so don't think I'm on drugs. Like it's just my Tourette syndrome, and I just addressed it like that. And and, and so, one thing that like you know, going off of that, um, I, and I don't know that we've actually ever talked about this uh, on the podcast, but um, like Tourette syndrome, um, it's like it's recognized by the gov- by the federal government as a disability. Like it it falls yeah. under. Um, you know, the, like any disability, I actually didn't know any that. disability legislation um, that that covers, uh, I guess, disabled people. Like if you're at, in the workplace, if you're getting, if you're getting harassed for it, um, or or fired, or, or because, fired of because of it, if it's impeding your job, or uh, you know, in any way, like that, your employer actually um, is obligated to make accommodations for you, like set up different. You know, if if uh, I don't know what it, what it could be like. Uh, Maybe education for the I'm, coworkers. I'm sure that that could be a thing. Like if whatever they have to do under the Disabilities Act. Um, yeah. You know, for anybody else, accommodations. Like if if someone in a wheelchair like can't get up the stairs, they have to build a ramp, right? It's it's like the same type of thing. It's it's it falls under yeah. that under that category in the government. So like you actually, um, right. if something's in your way obviously try to you know if, if you want to just overcome it on your own that's fine but if you can't um, there's other, there's always help that you could get you could ask you right. know in school maybe there's also lots of places yeah get testing accommodations say, or yeah IEP and stuff yeah like different different stuff I was gonna say there's lots of places where that act isn't relevant though like social situations obviously for and, sure and yeah. like hockey teams and, and where you're gonna have to so this is kind of what I'm talking about in terms of advocating advocating just for you as a person in your own circle outside of like workplace harassment that's I I think I've actually heard of a couple people at the support meetings who've dealt with workplace harassment because of Tourette's yeah. and I bet you you know maybe we can talk off air about this but um I wonder if they know about that because yeah. there's either somebody that, that I can think of right now who's been fired because of his. Oh threats. yeah. So that would be like a huge, uh, violation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, being an advocate for yourself, generating the awareness, um, for Tourette syndrome in your community, whatever community you're in, it doesn't have to be your physical community, but if you're like, a, I don't know, doing your part, you know what I mean? Doing your part to generate awareness. If you want the stigma to go away of people think that you walk around and just have anger fits and, and swear all the time, or you have that and you 
don't want people making stereotypes about you, then generate awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, feel empowered about it. Empower yourself. Empower your kids to talk about it and to own their threats. The last one, mm-hmm. last rule, is very specific to people with Tourette's, and only people with Tourette's will, will really get this, but it's probably interesting otherwise. So if you have a bothersome tick, find another one to scratch the itch. Yeah. So this, for me, was something that I learned over time, and I got better at it over time. And it's not a cure, and it's not always the most effective strategy and it doesn't always work but if there's a particularly disruptive tick i've found that there's almost always a way to do another less disruptive tick that will scratch that itch. yeah like redirect it almost <laughs> redirect it yeah it's yeah. a great word and for that, it so uh, for you go ahead go no ahead. you go ahead it's okay okay for i was going to give the give an example of for me when i was I've told you about this tick. I've done it on the podcast before. Biting my tongue and then scraping my teeth along my tongue, which is a horrible tick. If I had that tick for, I think I had that tick for a couple of months and it like was getting in the way of eating and drinking and it was a real problem. And I eventually figured out that if I tensed my, my neck and my traps really in my jaw mm-hmm. uh, really aggressively, which was not very comfortable, mm-hmm. By the way, that I would, it scratched the same itch as the biting the tongue tick, so it allowed me to eat and drink without having to worry about spitting all my food out. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I experienced um, mostly in high school to avoid uh, as so much uh, facial ticks. I would, it, you know, flex a lot of. I think I talked about this before already. Like flex yeah. a lot of my muscles mostly my my pecs like i would really flex them and my uh and my back and my triceps like those were the, yeah. the main things that i still do today but not as not as much um but that kind of diverted from from my facial tics like especially if i was uh had to give us you know yeah like a speech or a presentation or something um i could always i found that i could always do those and then almost subconsciously i would do them uh just to so yeah, I was going to say, since we've been doing this podcast, I've been a lot more aware of my tics. And I noticed that I do all of these things that are kind of like preemptive tics. Mm-hmm. So I, you'll see me on the, if you watch the video on YouTube, it's this TikTok podcast on YouTube. I do this a lot, which is just like I pull my shoulders back. I pull on my arms, like stretching my arms. It, you can't see my hands, but I do this with my hands flex my mm-hmm. wrists and it's not all the time but or, or crack my neck i'm always kind of doing something like that and i probably just look like i have a ton of energy and i'm quite an energetic person but i am always moving like that and i remember when i used to have a tick where i would shake my head so much i would get a headache yeah. you had that I, too? I still do every day that like if i feel like i have a little bit of a headache I, i'll shake my head constantly yeah. oh. to see if i have a headache yeah. and then it actually makes me have a headache it's well just the other day terrible. i was getting a sinus headache because i didn't take my allergy medication for spring allergies and i was starting to do the tick like that luckily i was tired and then when i woke up i didn't have a tick yeah that, that, but, that's um, one of the ones that and and i've noticed lately uh driving i it, it actually has been a problem a couple times where uh i get like a tick fit in my eyes where I'm and I'm blinking for so long or keep my eyes closed for so yeah. long that I actually almost yeah. missed a light changing from from green to yellow the other day and like so I ended up driving through almost a red light because by the time I opened my yeah. eyes uh, the light had changed so that was a bit scary yeah. like to, did you stop doing it after that like could no you hold no it in? I couldn't I had to keep going so yeah in fact you know there's yeah that i guess if it was more serious um maybe i wouldn't be able to drive i'm sure that there are people that are not able to drive because of their Tourette's. like i'm sure there are yeah and so i think there are some cases where people actually have to get approved because they go to a drive test Mm -hmm. i think i've read this on a forum somewhere where they go to a drive test and they're like hey i don't think this person's safe to drive Mm -hmm. so then they have to get a medical note 
from a doctor that says, hey, this person actually is safe to drive. Yeah. Uh, I never encountered that. No, me neither. Um, I've actually, I also feel like I'm pretty lucky in my Tourette's in terms of my ability to control it. Like I, I can definitely suppress my tics for a long period of time, like a couple, you know, 10 or 20 minutes without it getting seriously bothersome or an hour if I need to, or a day even if I need to. I I don't think that I could do that. Um, to be honest, not a full, I mean, I'll find ways to, yeah, that's what I mean. It's not, I I couldn't stop. I can't stop everything. I, I don't even notice, uh, uh, half the things that I'm doing. Like, um, yeah, I just look, I'm looking at myself on the screen right now and, I'm seeing my my cord move like this and it's because I'm sitting here picking at my fingernails like nonstop because I'm trying not to tick on camera. So it's, uh, you know, different, like stretching my legs. I shouldn't say that I'm, yeah, I shouldn't say I'm able to hide it for a day, but if there's something particularly disruptive now as a 25 year old man, not when I was 13, 14, 15 to 18, but now as an adult, I mean, maybe this is something that people can look forward to when, when they're, when they get out of puberty and all that kind of stuff, but you're able to control it at least a little bit better than when you were a teenager. Yeah. Generally. Well, and especially because you're learning, you know, all about your own body and all the things that we talked about already in the episode, like yeah. you're starting to manage better. And I think it's, I think it's easier. I know for me, like my life is way more structured now than it ever was um, when I was yeah. in high school or college. Like that was, yeah. uh, you know, so unpredictable back then like what what your day was going to be like so it gets easier you're frozen on me here i don't know if uh, if i'm frozen too there you go was i frozen you were super frozen. And so were you on uh, my my camera. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all right. We'll keep going. You were talking about what was it? High school? Oh, well, I I literally I said like I said the, I mean I still have the audio of it, so I'll still put it in. But I said that uh, it gets better, it gets easier as you oh. get older, like because your life becomes more structured and it's easier to have that right. routine. So it does. It gets everything gets easier. I found. I find. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, so there's the five things. I'll quickly go over them all again. The first one, establish a routine. And if you don't have a routine, establish some sort of routine or order amongst the chaos. Number two, religiously abide by the health triangle of physical exercise or physical training, diet, and sleep. Number three, establish some means of reflection. Brandon mentioned meditating. I talked about how I like to speak and talk to other people about my Tourette's. I talked about how some people like to write. Some people can sit there and just think and reflect. I'm not as good at that. You can also, you can also, you know, go to a counselor, uh, have meetings with psychologists, um, any, anything that you can do there too. That's a whole other episode. Well, I should have totally written that in because that's a, that's a great, that's a great, uh, that's okay. Because my, my, uh, my turn will be next for, yeah. for what I, I do to help we talk about and, that. And that's something so that we'll talk about. Yeah. And, and that would be another, that would tie into that reflection piece. So then the next thing is owning your Tourette syndrome, right? I, uh, that you're going to hear me talk about that for the next 98,000 episodes that we do, because for me, that was the pivotal moment in between my life sucks. I have Tourette's to life is great. And I still have Tourette's. That was when that changed for me, and I'm going to exhaust that until the cows come home. Next piece is going to be, uh, if you have a bothersome tick, find another tick that will scratch that itch. I just so I, 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 is, I just want to say that um, 98,000, if we did 98,000 more podcasts, it would be about uh, 1,800 years. So Yeah, that's fine. So oh, we'd be, I got that. Don't it would be a lot, yeah. but... I get yeah. what you mean. I'm actually we're, I'm on a, I'm working on a cure for immortality. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. So, so anyway, it's coming out soon. I guess yeah. Your, next your point is that you're going to constantly be saying that. I mean, maybe you can do it more than once in an episode, so you can actually fit them all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I'm gonna. I vow by the end of my 
life to say own your Tourette syndrome. 98,000 times. 98,000 right, times. All right, fair. That sounds good. Make that 97,999. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, but yeah, so th- those are the five things for me. Uh, it's definitely not going to cure your Tourette's. Because guess what? There is no cure. Mm-hmm. But it's going to make, in my opinion, if you try and do those things, which except for the last rule, those things will help your life in general. If you do those things, your Tourette's will be at least a margin better. Yeah. So next, um, when I when I go um, and have, uh, I don't know if it'll be next week or in a couple of weeks, but I'll probably, I'll try to get a little bit more specific, maybe um, different <laughs> techniques like that I use or that are out there like um, that I, I think we're going to have at least a couple of episodes, probably three or four episodes on just this yeah. topic alone. Mm-hmm. It'll be a series. For sure. Absolutely. So. All right. So, so that's, that's all I got for this episode. We're going to cut off to the intro or the outro. You got anything else to say? No, no, that was a great episode. Kaboom. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Man. Another episode down. That was a great episode. Remember the cure for Tourette syndrome is awareness. And that's all that this podcast is trying to do. One of the best things you can do to somebody struggling with Tourette's or if you know somebody struggling with Tourette's, have them listen to our podcast. Most importantly, have them own their Tourette's syndrome. You can visit Tourette.ca to find your local Tourette Canada chapter and you can subscribe to our podcast if you want to get episodes updated weekly. And of course, you can email us at tiktokquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, if anything offended you, general comments, or if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Beautiful. If you want to get a, a shirt or something like that to support and raise awareness for Tourette syndrome, you can actually get this this very shirt that I'm wearing on the video. Uh, email us at T-I-C-T-A-L-K questions at gmail.com. So TikTok questions at gmail.com. Uh, I can give you all the information on sizing and payment, and I'll ship out a shirt to you just like that. So thanks, everyone, and have a great day.